Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM three CR digital three CR dot org dot AU and three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally first broadcasting noon till one on each Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Three CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants, and we pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging, including queer elders such as sister girls and brother boys, acknowledging their unique contributions to diversity on and around the lands. And thanks to the crew. From out of the blue, if you are listening live on Sunday, diving deep for the marine news and diving safely with sharks. Check out their podcast to find out what I mean. Thanks for to everyone who's tuned in. That's listeners of all genders, including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen. If you want to get in touch with the program, lots of ways to do it. Um, you can email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456. 751215, tweet at Sal Gold said so. And that's the bottom line. And look for the, the posts on Facebook, Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne, and my own personal page and post under there with your comments. And I have opened up the SMS thingy this week to remember. Uh, on the show today, at about half past 12, halfway through the program, give or take, um, depending on how you're listening. Catching up with Irene from Yellow Kitties about an exciting new event they're running. Um, and um, we'll have a chat with her about that, the first one with a focus on trans. It's called Being Me. How much do you know about diverse LGBTIQA plus community? Who are the people in your community, in your community? And that sort of thing. Well, opened up today with the Angels Face of the Day. Uh, I've got to say, after being up in Queensland doing Hello Mudder, Hello Fudder for six days, um, it's a bit hard to get up in the morning and face the day with Melbourne's wintry climate, um, but it's a Melbourneian thing. We talk about it here. I'm sorry, we just do. And um, also, well, we've got some tough issues to talk about, so that could be about facing the day. Some of the issues, not the, ne- the next one I'm going to talk about, um, means that I will do the opinions on this program uh, my own and not those of any organisation, any coincidence to those or, um, relationship to those organisations' opinions is coincidence and a work of fiction or something like that. Um, so, um, and um, uh, make sure that um, that is noted. Well, one thing that you know, doesn't have to be personal opinion or anything like that um, is... Um, um, certainly the situation of um, um, Nanette, the great um, um, bit, um, reco- um, comedy recording or recording of um, um, Hannah Gadsby's comedy show that is on um, a net streaming service. I suppose I'll just put it in context and name it once, Netflix. 
don't want to do cash for comments. Now, I didn't get to see Nanette when it was live, um, and, um, you know, that was to my regret. I just didn't get around to it. But finally, I do have to say, I will say brought up the courage to watch it because, um, you know, it was um, certainly, uh, let's say, you know, tackled tackle topics that we need to talk about and was quite passionate and amazing. And got to say, as a stand-up, um, one-time stand-up and occasional performer, as a performance, it's absolutely brilliant, um, absolute, you know, top-of-the-class quality, no question there, um, for sure. Um, trigger warning, content warning, does talk about topics like extreme homophobia, physical and sexual assault. I won't say any more than that, but does it really well and got to recommend it. But it does, um, I suppose, why don't we talk about these things? Why has it taken so long to start talking about family violence in rainbow families? And by family violence, I'm going beyond intimate partner violence. Why um, are we still barely talking about sexual harassment other than male on female or maybe a bit of female on male? But still that debate is dominated in a very heteronormative, cisgender normative, gender expected sort of way. I was actually sitting um, while just preparing for the show. The one and only Clementine Ford has written a good article in the Fairfax media today, um, or yesterday it was, I should say it was published, but probably has hit the, the print today. Um, and it's a disastrous time for abuse of women in this country. Now, I always acknowledge that the majority of perpetrators of um, intimate partner violence, sexual harassment are male, and the majority are female. And yes, there needs to be a focus on males who have the attitudes and behaviours that lead to those um, situations. And it needs, in simple language, the true male allies to female, and I'm talking very simple gendered terms for a moment, to do something about it. And that's a debate we have to have, and it keeps getting swept under the rug. The current ridiculous situation, re, the um, Senator David Lionholm's um, attacks on Sarah Hanson Young and his trying to defend them is bizarre. And it's our question, do we give people like David Lionhelm time? He'd complain as a politician he wasn't getting a fair go, maybe. But for other people, no. And that's all I'm going to say about that. We really have to get to 100% respect every face, every place when it comes to these sorts of issues. And that might mean look, having some critical analysis of certain assumptions that we thought were um, untouchable in society or unchangeable even, perhaps is a better word. You know, when we assume violence is going to happen, is that necessarily the case? I don't think it is. Is it just being taught onto that element of males who think they have to behave certain ways? And put it this way, we can aim for 100% um, respect every place, every face, thing is, um, we might not get there, but we're certainly not going to get there if we don't try. And I think it's time to really question the question on so many assumptions that operate in our society at every level. Why in workplaces do people higher up in a hierarchy think they have a right to dictate to people? Isn't that another form of misuse of power? You know, why um, do we see it in schools? You know, is there if it is simply an indiscretion, um, a simple indiscretion, do, do we really need to cane people? If someone's assaulting someone, 
or if someone's stealing someone's property. Yes, there are things that need to be dealt with perhaps more harshly. Just because someone, I don't know, nods off in class, do we cane them or something? No, we need to look at things a bit differently. And there's lots of things I could talk about there. So yeah, we do need to have the conversation. So bravo to Hannah Gadsby for having them. I'm not sure what she's doing at the moment, um, whether she has decided to finish comedy or take a break or whatever, but whatever you do, um, you deserve um, the best, Hannah, for what you've done. Um, You've really, um, well, lots of people open up conversations, but certainly that is one. So to sum up, yeah, get a hold of um, Nanette on um, uh, on Netflix, and I just say make sure you've got some sort of, we'll say support mechanisms. You know, activate your self defence mechanism bubbles. Maybe have someone there to watch it with you to make it easier. Someone you trust and who can you rely on, and you can rely on each other. Those sorts of things. It is challenging at times, but it's worth it, and it gets us thinking and it gets us motivated in a good way. So we need more of those sorts of conversations. All right. Um, I have actually bought a recently released album, Shock Horror Probe. You don't just have the angels face the day from the 70s and 80s and that sort of thing. Um, I went out and bought the, I think it's the 67th studio album, certainly high 60s of original material from Willie Nelson. And he's at his best here with a laconic, wry sense of humour. And um, here's one track. Um, that um, certainly, well, um, fits that bill really well. So from Willie's latest album, uh, Last Man Standing, Last Pan Standing, I don't know, um, here's Bad Breath. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Walking for Country Film Fundraiser, Tuesday 10th of July, 6 to 8pm at Loop Cinema and Bar, 23 Myers Place, Nam, Melbourne. I feel strong about this area so I can feel all my ancestors around me. Look at the trees, look at the beautiful plants, all these little things, all the little small animals to the big animals. Hear directly from Auntie Vicky Abdullah, Yaliri traditional owner, who'll be speaking at this special documentary film screening. Mining on, on our land it makes a big mess to our Mother Earth. All funds raised go to the campaign to protect Yaliri. To book, go to melbournefoe.org.au forward slash walk film fundraiser, concession 10. Wage 15, Solidarity 20, First Nations free and no one turned away. We say no to uranium. Want uranium, leave it in the ground. Friends of the Earth's nuclear-free campaign is a 3CR supporter. Yeah, I spent three and a half years living on the street and I know what it's like to have no hope and not to feel a part of the society and I think that's where a lot of these people are. But I think we need to help people who are traumatised and help people get back on their feet and give them hope and help them um, feel like they're a part of the society again instead of just moving them on like they're an inconvenience. 
if it were not for ruminations, how would the views of those of us who have been homeless or are homeless, how would these views ever be aired? How would they ever be expressed? Subscribe to the station that gives airtime to people with a lived experience of homelessness. Support 3CR. And look for the site LGBTI Homelessness to look at um, issues and research of homelessness in Australia, um, supported by GALFA, that one. All right, 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au. And on demand, out of the pan with Sally that first broadcasts noon till one every Sunday afternoon. And in case I get deep into my interview with Irene in the next segment and the one after, Better, I will mention it now. I will mention this only once. No, at least once. Listen carefully. Freedom of Species, which first broadcasts from one until two. They'll be talking better and more cost-effective ways of managing stray cat populations in our urban environments. And, of course, I'm talking to Irene from Yellow Kitties, um, you know, very soon. So anyone would think the, this station was planned. A bit scary. All right, there's lots of other things to talk about on serious notes. Um of various news of the week. It's hard to describe what's happened at London Pride in the last 24 hours, if you um, breaking news, if you like, or relatively breaking, um, that sadly some anti-transgender feminists or radical feminists, as they are called, um, um, sort of protested the start of the march and held it up. Now, some people will instantly say, hang on, didn't some people disrupt Melbourne's Pride march a few years ago? Yes, they did. Do they have a, both have a right to protest? Yes, they do. But the question, the big difference is that the trans people were protesting about their own issues and not hating on anyone else. The radical feminists were hating on trans at Pride March. And I'm big on this. I don't agree with every group at Melbourne's Pride March. But I'm not going to, once I finish marching, stand on the sidelines and boo and blow raspberries or anything anyone. If you can't like a group, just be silent. At least be neutral on it. So for a group like that to disrupt a Pride March is selfish and disrespectful, in my opinion, and not very good at all. In fact, unacceptable. As someone said, would we allow, um, you know, the whatever the equivalent in the UK of the Australian Christian Lobby is to stand in front of Pride March? One might remember, I think it was about 2009, and there may still be YouTube footage of this, of a anti-gay protester on top of a tram stop along Fitzroy Street before Melbourne's Pride March. And if you can find the footage with the soundtrack, someone saying, jump, God will save him. Um, but the police got a ladder and got him down and just led him away, which is fair. You know, where this sort of selfishness is not good. You know, it only just, you know, tension creates tension as, as well as Hannah Gatsby sort of implied in her, in Nanette, and I agree with that. But how do we diffuse it when emotions are going higher? And for what it's worth, the radical feminists in the UK just seem to be incredibly intense. And I don't know what the answer is because, you know, we've occasionally on Transgender Victoria's website, acknowledging these are my own opinions, had people, radical feminists, who come along and say, well, you have to be more empathic to us and you have to engage with us. Well, it's got to be a two-way street. These are one of the issues we've got to start talking about. How do we resolve this, you know? could say, where's the United Nations when we need it? Seriously, you know, there's got to be some way of resolving it in good process, but surely people have to be left in peace to enjoy themselves on both sides. 
If radical feminists want to organise, fine, but don't do it at the expense of other people. Is that really any different to misogynists dumping their stuff on women? Probably not. So a big debacle over there. No doubt that will develop over the next week. More news on that maybe next week. Um, the other thing that's happened, and this is definitely a case of my opinions of my own, um, but again, quoting Transgender Victoria in context, Transgender Victoria is currently running a survey, if you go to Transgender Victoria's Facebook page, on trans and gender diverse attitudes to police. And there's a few angles on this, um, I suppose. Um, you know, there was some research released by the Victorian Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby um, about six months ago, which found that gays and lesbians were dealing relatively well with police, not perfect. Trans and gender diverse people, particularly non-binary people, were not and facing a lot of stigma. And that's really, really worrying. Um, and it's interesting if we're going to let um, some things out. I had uh, a message from a prominent cisgender campaigner saying, oh, we can't have bad media on this. Gays and lesbians will get scared. Well, how does that help trans people? So that's something we've got to talk about, why we keep throwing people under the bus. But, you know, there's been a, it's been a checkered history with police, obviously, um, for gay men, you know, in, in the up till 1980 and even beyond, you know, where things were criminalised, but then there was no anti-discrimination protection for another 15 years, so you had entrapment and harassment at beats, that sort of thing, and general harassment of LGBTI people. I'm going to put my neck out a bit, and this is why I'm saying personal opinion. During the 2000s, things got onto a better tack. We got Victorian anti-discrimination protection on lesbian, gay, bi and trans and not adequate on intersex by a long way. But there was a willingness to engage, and I think things progressed. Where I think things went wrong, in my opinion, was around 2009-10 during the times of the internal police wars under Simon Overland. Now, that's not my area of expertise, but that's where all of a sudden units like the Rainbow Liaison Unit, Multicultural, Indigenous and Youth Liaison Units were under attack generally, and I think watered down. It's also my opinion that that's where this oh, more police on the streets, get police out of soft desk jobs approach came from some quarters as well, and that's where I think things have gone downhill. Now, as I say, I've tried to work in partnership with police um, in terms of my efforts as an individual. The Community Encounters Program, I think, is a good thing. But it worries me about what's happening. We've had four situations with police in general this year that have not been good in Victoria Police. Brett Guerin having to resign the ethics person for making racist and homophobic tweets. We had the horrendous footage of six police um, assaulting, in my opinion, um, certainly making physical contact with, and in my opinion, taunting a disability pensioner. That footage emerged around three months ago. We've had over a quarter of a million faked breath tests. And then, with the greatest of respect to family and friends of Eurydice Dixon, we had the situation again where it could be implied police were telling women to take responsibility for their safety. Now, if I'd have been in charge of police, I would be saying when that case broke, please be careful if you're speaking about this, what you say. And the thing is, it's the same as what happened two years ago. So we're hitting some deep bedrock. There's a parallel between what's going on maybe in Victoria Police with David Lionhelm, just this sense, absolute sense of self-entitlement. You know, so maybe we've scratched some topsoil away and we're hitting that rock or we've picked the low-hanging fruit and now comes the hard stuff. 
But if you're a trans person, you know, the survey is balanced. It says if you had positive, neutral interactions, etc., negative with police, please fill it in. Um, it's really important. Um, yes, acknowledging my interest in transgender Victoria, but this is my personal opinion. What would the police need to do for you to feel comfortable to report crime or to have your friends report crime? Is it a general image? Is it trans and gender specific stuff? Whatever you like, there's plenty of room for qualitative comments. So a big issue. And the last issue, which I'm going to throw open to listeners, um, what the organisation, a bit like Prince, that was formerly known as the Victorian Hates Council after yesterday, um, and um, is now called Thorn Harbour Health. To our listeners out there, I'm going to ask you, what does that mean to you? That's all I'm going to say for now. I'll leave it to you and then I'll have some explanation either later in the show or next week. Um, This was just announced yesterday, so it's all happening on the weekend. No rest for the wicked. And someone who isn't resting, Melina's emailed in a few minutes ago. Thanks, Melina. Words do matter and it's time we changed our cultural norms. Yep, agree. It's got to be respect um, and safety and they are the aims. No compromise for respectful relationships between our personal and professional spaces. And heaven knows I could talk about that one um, um, in terms of rainbow communities. And I really like this quote. I think I might have to buy copyright off you on this one, Melina. This freedom of speech agenda has become an excuse to abuse by some people. Yep, I agree. So, yeah, let's get back to respect and thinking about other people rather than this sort of self-entitlement, which is not about an age group. It's about an attitude. I see it so much in so many walks of life. Quickly, a few weeks ago, I arrived at 3CR to park out the back and some dude visiting a house... Um, across the alleyway, had just parked across all three spots and very close to our emergency and disability access exit. And he said, I'll tell you how to park. No, I can park. I don't need a patronising male to tell me. I said, you're blocking the disability access. Oh, are you disabled, are you? No, not the point. And he stormed off in a half in the end. I felt, felt like I should have, with hindsight, yes, I should have photographed his number plate and come and parked in his front yard. No, that's not true. Seriously, it's that sort of little thing that's creeping into our attitudes, but it's Seems to be everywhere, and of course, when we have much bigger stuff like David Lionhelm and those sorts of things, and people who just only think of themselves and damage other people's lives to such a large extent, to maybe the worst extent possible, we've got to have a rethink about our language and our attitude. So, yep, definitely with you, Melina. All right, um, let's now have some more music, and well. Moving into our interview with Yellow Kitties after this track, um, well, we've got... I didn't plan to play Stray Cats, um, Runaway Boys, because that wouldn't have quite worked for Yellow Kitties, would it? Um, But, um, and that's, of course, what's happening on Freedom of Species from 1 till 2 and on demand and podcast. But um, I did dig out some songs about cats from various places. And, well, um, here's one to... Get the meowing rolling, and no, it's not Tom Jones either. Um, here is um, UK Squeeze. Um, if I can get my um, fingers to do the, the walking properly, um, and they're not doing it, so this is why you're getting live ad lib listeners of all genders um, as we bring up the fabulous track from UK Squeeze. And of course, no prizes for guessing what it is called. Um, and um, of course, it might be called Call for Cats. 3CR, 855 AM, digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand. Out of the pan with Sally. 
3CR, 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally, coming to you on a Sunday afternoon for the first broadcast. Thanks for your company. We just heard from UK Squeeze, or Squeeze, um, although they were both known, known as both, Call for Cats. Well, talking cats, um, that was a very bad segue pun, but as I said, with um, Freedom of Species having their talk about stray cats on the next program, if you're listening live to air. Um, to anyone would think this was planned, but on the line now, I've got Irene Toe from Yellow Kitties talking about an exciting new event, the first in a series called Being Me. Irene, welcome to 3CR for the first time. Thanks, Ellie. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. And I mean, um, you know, this the, what we're going to chat about is a pleasure for me because personally it goes right to the passion of what I call diversity in diversity. But um, people may not have heard of Yellow Kitties, although you've been around from memory for a very long time now. It might be coming up for 20 years. Perhaps give an overview of what Yellow Kitties does first. Yeah, definitely. You're right. Uh, Yellow Kitties has been a while for quite a while. Um, it was actually created even before I joined Yellow Kitties, probably around about nine years ago. Uh, there was after I came to Australia from Singapore. So Yellow Kitties is actually uh, more like a social group for Asian um, women or uh, people who identify as women um, in, in a queer space. Uh, it's mainly to assimilate, I suppose, um, migrants uh, coming to Australia through social events, although having said that we do have uh, quite a number of people who are born here in Australia, but many of us are actually from Southeast Asia and Asia Express, so it's great to be able to socialise through social events, and that's where I suppose we feel comfortable within Australia itself and be able to ask each other questions. Yeah, look, definitely so, and look, I think that there's a need, whilst we are a diverse community and on some occasions need to work together. Everyone needs their own niche or safe space. And so, yeah, Yellow Kitties does that. Um, just as you were talking, though, um, this is live radio, people of all genders. There was a bit of um, muffled talk, so I might at times just have to, um, when you're talking, just sort of get you to alter how you're looking, talking to the phone. This is live radio, everyone. So, okay. but that's right. That's clear. Start, don't move. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear me better now? That's much clearer. Thank you. Yes. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. So, yeah, Yellow Kitties, a group that's been going for 20 years um, for um, Asian women who identify, we'll say, somewhere under the rainbow in that way in terms of sexual orientation, gender identity, or maybe sex characteristics. And um, you're starting a series of new events called Being Me. How yes. Was there a sort of a light bulb moment that said, oh, we need to do this? Um, did it, how did it come about? <laughs> It's actually through a casual chat. So Yellow Kitties has always been very much in the social setting in terms of we, we send our activity centre around food, sport, hiking or board games. And, and one day we kind of said, hey, how about let's have an educational session. Um, and then we thought maybe we can put a series together, apply for some grants and ask people within the community to come and talk about their own experiences because we only know about ourselves. We kind of, uh, we don't profess to actually know the community very well. And in fact, we do have, um, uh, we, we, we have seen sort of the increased diversity within Yellow Kitties itself. So we thought this is, actually, this is actually a great opportunity to bring diversity together by sort of learning from one another. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, yeah being, being me for series number one is actually about uh, having 
uh, our transgender community and friends come together and sort of share their knowledge, share their experience. And it also gives us the opportunity to sort of ask questions as well. Like sometimes we may not feel as comfortable to ask questions, especially if we don't have a lot of transgender friends. So it's supposed to be a very honest dialogue uh, between, I guess, amongst the community itself. Yeah, wow, um, which we need more of. I was actually having a bit of a, a well, not a rant, but a, um, a mention of that earlier in the show. Yeah, there are things we do need to talk about. Posit- we'll say, you know, things that perhaps we just don't, un- you know, we're not clear about, but also things that do need to come up so we can do, you know, rainbow community as effectively as possible. Mm. And so um, how can you give an idea of perhaps the format of what people can expect at the first being me, and then um, which is due on the twenty fifth of July, we'll start subliminally programming that into people. What sort of um, how's it going to run? Sure. Uh, interestingly enough, that you mentioned that because it's actually a, a new series. So um, myself and four other uh, speakers. Uh, in fact, I'm just a moderator, really. Um, no, not together. just a moderator. <laughs> Very important that we have someone doing that. Otherwise, it's chaos. <laughs> So we sort of came together and we, 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 we all collectively decided on the program itself. So initially it's just going to be like a quick intro uh, and thanking the sponsors. But the main thing is actually we have Michelle from uh, CGV. So she's going to give a bit of a context on uh, gender unicorn. So I think it's going to be a very interesting concept if you have not heard of that to come and uh, hear her speak about it. And then yeah. from there, we'll actually have a panel discussion. So I've already got a list of questions that uh, I think are quite interesting and uh, we'll be asking the panel uh, panelists uh, for their views before opening it up to the floor itself for like a 25-minute Q&A. And prior to that, we have, uh, before the session starts, we're going to have a 30-minute networking session with food and drinks. Like you can never have a session without food. I think that's where people mingle around. It's... Um, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much uh, the rundown of the program. Fair enough. And, yes, totally agree. Food and drink are always good. And, yeah, um, the fabulous Michelle from both Transgender Victoria and is now involved in the Australian GLBTIQ Multicultural Council. And I suppose I should, I've got to mention we should start also doing subli- some subliminal work, the AGMC and all the various groups there. And, of course, there's a big conference coming up in September, um, which... Um, is looking huge as well. Um, so I, I get, I'm, I'd be willing to bet that our yellow kitties will have some involvement in that as well. Yeah, that's right. In fact, a couple of us actually from Yellow Kitties, we are, um, uh, a couple of us actually acting as the committee members uh, for organising the conference, which which is on the 21st to the 23rd of September at St Kilda Town Hall. Uh, so this is really exciting because AGMC hasn't had a conference for a while, and but it kind of started through having a conference by pulling all the communities together. So it'll be a quite interesting one to understand the journey for the multicultural, multi-faith LGBTIQ community and how it has changed over time. Yep. Well, I do remember the first one from memory, 2004, and then I think was there another one in 2008? Yes, yeah, so we're a bit overdue. Um, yeah. But, but um, good to have it happening because... Yeah, there's a huge need to discuss all the, we'll say, hues and shades of the rainbow, so to speak, um, in terms of multicultural, country of origin, all sorts of things. So this is really, really welcome. And um, the thing is, um, the important thing to mention, of course, 
when and where is it going to happen, the event called Being Me, um, put on by Yellow Kitties? Yes, so it's going to happen on the 25th of July at 6.30pm. Um, it will be hosted in the Melbourne city uh, at Thoughtworks. Um, in order to actually apply for that, or I guess register for it because we have limited seats, you can do so via Eventbrite. Um, should I, uh, I think you might have the link to Eventbrite. Have I sent that to you, Sally? I'm not, I can't remember. I haven't, I must admit I don't have it, but I'm going to see if um, it comes up in a simple search. This is live radio yet again. Um, no, um, Eventbrite, let's try being me. I'll get, if you can send that through to me in due course and I'll pop it under the um, uh, under the posts on Facebook and with, put it in the podcast and that sort of thing. I'll put it in right. the links to the podcast. So yeah, Eventbrite, um, and that's on, yeah, Wednesday the 25th of July. So if you are, um, book out the time. From 6.30 to 8.30, and yes, food and drink always good. Um, so yeah, and um, any um, broad brushstroke plans for events in the, fu- in the future? Have you got any ideas as yet on other things you'd like to do in this yeah, series? Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, I suppose this is just the first uh, session. We're going to get feedback from the participants to understand uh, how they think about it, and we're going to uh, innovate from there. Good. Um, but just yeah. at the top of my head, I suppose uh, some of us were thinking, oh, we don't really know very much about the intersex community. Yeah. Um, I understand that they are not truly, the entire population is not uh, kind of under the rainbow, uh, yeah. although they are, they are sort of grouped together in the acronym. So it would be quite good to get them on board just to be able to discuss about their experiences all about the non-binary uh, community, what constitutes as a non-binary person, how do we actually address them. Um, and, yeah, uh, so there will be a few other sessions coming up after this session. So, yeah, uh, watch this space. Definitely, yeah. We do need to get, um, you know, now, you know, as I say, um, after, yes, it's great we got marriage equality, but some people did feel left behind, some were left behind, and so bringing up groups like trans and gender diverse slash non-binary, people with intersex variations, um, have to get those Melbourne aces for asexual um, in as well or back and back on this program. So this is yeah. really good to see. You know, we do, I think people want to do the right thing, but maybe they just don't know the details. So events like this that set up a safe space to have the discussions are really good. So well done for doing it. Oh, thanks, Sally. It's definitely a teamwork within Yellow Kitties itself and as well as our guest speakers who have been really, really, really nice in, um, you know, spending their time talking about the program and, and giving ideas to it as well. Okie dokie. And my oversight, my apologies, but I do have the link. You have sent it to me, so I'll pop that under the posts on Facebook um, for booking. Um, it is there, Eventbrite, um, and just simply being me. So look forward to that. We'll give it a mention in the next couple of weeks. And, yes, stay in touch, Irene, for all the future events, and I'll let you get back to your Sunday. Great. Thanks, Sally. You have a great one. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Irene Toe from Yellow Kitties, what a a good idea. We just I still believe that the more conversations we can have that just increase understanding and what people want, got to be good. So, yep, very welcome. And, of course, intersectionality. Um, uh, is vital in our communities and my experience as a white we'll say 99% Anglo-Saxon trans person it would be different to someone of Asian background or 
say, Arabic background or whatever, or any other part of our diverse world. So good that we have these discussions. Well done to Yellow Kitties for doing it. All right, keeping up with the cat theme. Well, there is really, actually, when I thought of cats, this one was the first that came to mind. Robert Smith and The Cure from the 80s. Of course, it has to be the love cats. And yes, this crazy cat lady does. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally. Fight for your mic. Support 3CR's 2018 Radiothon with Greek Resistance Bulletin and Open Studio, 204 High Street, Northcote, on Thursday the 12th of July from 8 o'clock. Come and dance the night away at this 3CR radio fundraiser with performers from Open Jam Cafe Nil. Playing on the night will be Cats in the Canary, Pascalia Latra, Yorgos Sklavos, Kaliopi Stavropoulos and special guests. Supporting 3CR and the Greek Resistance Bulletin means supporting independent and radical news and voices. Open Studio 204 High Street, Northcote on Thursday the 12th of July at 8pm. Admission, $10 waged, $8 unwaged. Fight for your mic. Are you into riffs, licks and bands smashing skins with sticks? Are you wanting more rock booming from your box? Well, if so, tune into Rockbox, kicking off weekly, 12am, every single Sunday night. Showcasing a diverse range of pure rock from Australia and OS bands. We're talking sludge rock, raw rock, modern, old, psychedelic rock, stoner, chill, crust, even a bit of punk rock and whatever else is rock-orientated. With myself, Faith, presenting this magazine-styled radio show, also have segments and interviews. So check it out, Rockbox, exclusively on 3CR, 855 AM. Turn those guitars to 11, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, a diverse range of programming. This one is Out of the Pan with Sally, covering pansexual issues and knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Yeah, that is just utterly awesome, um, Re, what Yellow Kitties are doing. We just need more of those conversations um, to happen. They just increase understanding, make it easier, truly value diversity. Yay. Well, I asked earlier in the program, yesterday it was announced that, the, as I said, the organisation formerly known as the Victorian AIDS Council is now going to be known as Thorn Harbour Health. Now, I, I'm not on the A-list anymore. I think I've excommunicated myself because I don't grovel to powers that be or something like that. But anyway, um, I didn't go to get an invite to any of the official launches of all of this. Um, and... I only found out about this. Someone texted me last night about this new name. I knew it was coming, because, and you knew it was about to happen, whatever it was, because you were listening to In Your Face between 4 and 5 on Friday where it was announced. But no one said what the name was. And when I first heard it, I thought, what does that mean? It sounded like a corporate name. It sounded almost like a housing estate night by the sea, with all due respect. And then someone told me what it was. It's named after Alison Thorne, who I've known for a long time and is an amazing advocate in our community and leader, and Keith Harbour, who I admit was before, um, it was doing things probably before I was, uh, when I was even a baby twinkle queer in someone's eye, so to speak, I, before I was out in 1995, and they're obviously great people. But if I'm, let's, I'm just going to put myself in this situation. Let's, I'm trying to think, I'm a 16-year-old 
is questioning my gender identity. I might be trans, I might be non-binary, any part thereof. And I put in gender identity counselling services, Melbourne or Victoria or whatever, into a search engine, and I see Thorn Harbour Health. Is it going to mean anything to me? Possibly not, and that's not to do with age. I mean, you know, so, you know, I just... I'm not sure about this name. Maybe it'll take time to settle in. What do you think? Let me know if you're listening via the podcast or on demand during the week. It just, it's not resonating. Wait a few years ago, I did the Opening Doors um, Social Inclusion course, and when we had to come up with a name for a group, we were told two pretty simple things, really. Keep it simple and keep it snappy. And we came up with trans family because it's for family members of trans people like duh, and it works. And it's relatively small if you want to tweet it, I suppose, too. It doesn't take up too many characters. I'm not, you know, connecting with Thorn Harbour Health. As I say, I admire, you know, obviously what those two pioneers have done, but what does it mean? And I suppose the critical issue, which is one we have to debate, what will really change? Why just change a name for the sake of it? Hmm, there's an interesting question, which I haven't got time to run through now. Very quickly, things what are coming up during the week. The Polyvic Discussion Group on Tuesday night, um, the second Tuesday of every month, and the Trans Anxiety Group um, on the Wednesday. Bent TV, happily rocking along now for another couple of years. And Seahorse for trans people in the inner east of Melbourne. Check seahorsevic.com. And also it was great to see the first um, regional alphabet soup yesterday, thanks to the good work of Tina Healy. It really is good to see you know these niches, the diversity in diversity happening Um, Let's just keep that rolling and keep doing it better and more thereof. Take it out today as much as I was tempted to play Stray Cats um, in honour of what's coming up on Freedom of Species next, better ways of managing the stray cat population. No, I've got to play another Willie Nelson track. He's just at his best on this album, Last Man Standing. This one with a bit of wry humour again, Heaven is Closed. Thanks for tuning in. but it's not. It's heavy. It's here on Earth with 3CR, so stay tuned in. Okay, thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week.